Previously on Wild Endeavors, the companions embarked on the final leg of their journey, attempting to escape Saramore through Karsaro Keep. With the help of allies both old and new, the party made their way into the dungeons below the manor. There, amid a myriad of mysterious and creepy chambers, they found themselves face to face with one of the eponymous Karsaros. This is the Shadows Campaign, featuring... Evan Chamberlain as the Tiefling Warlock, Rackham Bane. Wardrobes scare the living shit out of me. Devin Salisbury as the human gunslinger, Quintus Arias. I'm gonna fire my gun, because, you know, my gun. Adam Rogers as the human fighter, Hans Greger. My big fancy shiny cleaned up sword that's hopefully gonna get bloody now. Amy Jostino as the tiefling thief, Calico Bane. I don't want to steal his gold. Well, I'll take a little bit of it. I'm a thief! And I'm Thomas Marsetti. I play the human dungeon master and wordslinger. And now, chapter 26, The Dark Dungeons. You're standing in a room that would be considered fairly large for the kind of inn or tavern that you're used to being a patron of. Rich carpets cover most of the floor. Elaborate tapestries hang from the walls. An overstuffed armchair sits near a cozy fire and a large bookshelf made of dark wood. More dark wood furniture, a table and chairs are nearby, and a large bed sits in the far corner. This room would not be out of place in the home of a very successful merchant. It is, however, somewhat strange to find in the middle of a dungeon. As you come through the second cell door, a tall human stands from the chair by the fire. He is broad in the shoulders, but otherwise svelte. He wears a simple white tunic, brown trousers, and high, black, highly polished riding boots. His little goatee and mustache are immaculately groomed. His black hair is slicked back over his head. Are you the, the, the witch or the lion? Well, some certainly refer to me as the Lion-Hearted. Most people call me Aliado Casaro. I hold my hand up. I'm Rackham. Hello. I'm better now. I want to give him the daintiest of handshakes. Okay. Uh, and when I do that, I like, hi. Hello. What's uh? I'm better what, now. What? I'm better now. <laughs> That's. <laughs> C- congratulations. That's, uh, I'm sure that's splendid news. And this lovely creature, he turns to Calico. Um, I'm Calico Bane. A pleasure. And he moves as if to take your hand uh, to kiss it. Okay. Not that I, I mind the company, uh, but may I ask uh, what brings you to this dungeon? <laughs> um, I think we got lost somehow because we were trying to make it uh, to, uh, the, uh, fourth floor, and somehow took a wrong turn somewhere? I should say so. You're quite a ways away from the fourth floor. What, um, what, what brings you to Karsaro Keep, uh, to begin with? Well, um, I'm here because of her. Back in the hallway, Quinn and Hans, you hear some talking going on in the cell now. It's probably not super clear, but you're also not far enough away where you can't make out what is being said. For the time being, you two are still just standing there, keeping an eye on the hallway. 
and listening to what's going on. So let me know if at any point you want to change that. Okay. I say that we are friends of the Harmony. Indeed. I, I want to knock on the door and be like, you're all right in there. Oh, oh, hello. Halen, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Halen, well met, friend. Hello. Uh, I, I, I don't happen to know who you are. I'm Eliardo Casaro. Casaro? Yes. Like, as in, this place is yours. It's uh, my family's. This is Greg. I point at Quinn. <laughs> don't don't mind him. He's different. Indeed. Uh, so if this, this is uh, your family's home, then why are you in the dungeon? Well, let's say we've had a disagreement. About? Uh, family matters. Uh, I feel like it would be impolite of me to discuss them in front of you. Well, we seem to have gotten turned around quite a bit. Um, there's some strange things all around down here. We were trying to find our way back upstairs. Not quite sure where to go. May I ask what you were doing when you found your way down here? We were upstairs enjoying some quite lovely party. See, we heard they had an especially delicious um, wine that they kept in a cellar. So we followed this pathway, assuming this would lead to the cellar for the wine, and it did not. We found you instead. So you went looking for the wine cellar and found the secret door on the second floor that led you down here. And you thought that was perhaps the way to the wine cellar. Through the secret door. Not very secretive. That's that's what the the guy that we met at the party told us. He said, you go this way, you'd be able to find... Can I try to read his face to see if he's trying to make up a lie right now? I'm basically um, trying to see like if he's just kind of bluffing about there being a secret door and oh, seeing sure, what the sure. reaction is. Yeah, why don't you discern realities? Eight. Okay. So that would give you one question. Alright, I would like to ask... So think maybe like what he is not what appears to be? If you're looking to see if he's lying? Yeah, probably that. That makes more sense. It doesn't seem like he's lying about, like, the secret door. He's definitely trying to hide the reason he's down here. Or, like, he's also kind of trying to make it seem like he's fine with it. Like, everything's good. Like, it's, you know, normal for him to just be living in a dungeon. Like, he's very happy here. Since we made it last way and we're lost, is there any wine that you have that you can share with us? I unfortunately do not. Um... Any sort of drinks? No, I, I typically only get uh, drinks with dinner or breakfast. Uh, unfortunately, you are a little bit early for dinner. Are you a vampire? No. Should I be? I hope not. I've got this. I've always wanted to meet one, but I'm scared. And um, hey, Quint, uh, Greg. I thought your name was Quintus. I mean, Greg. I'm I'm very awkward. I, I'm, isn't I'm very very much ignoring him. <laughs> You told me it was Greg, and now I'm confused, and... Uh, Mr. Carsaro, um, uh, we did not mean to intrude, but do you... Are you sure you want to be down here? Is there anything we can maybe do to help you get out of here? And in turn, maybe you help us find our way out of here? I think it would depend a lot on where exactly you are trying to find your way to. 
and what your intentions are when you get there. Well, frankly, we just don't want to be missing on any delights and also missing on our way back out of here. Okay, so while he's talking to him, uh-huh. I got two serums in my out of my thing. So while they're talking, I'm gonna like pretend to like lean my arm on his shoulder and like talk to him and then try to prick him with the tooth serum. Okay, let's do this as a defy danger charisma. The danger being that he figures out you're trying to stick him with this needle. Eleven. Oh yeah, you are so smooth. He doesn't suspect a thing. So where are you going to try to apply this poison? I was thinking, like, on the arm somewhere, or... I don't know, something that I can easily, like, tend to do that. It's okay, buddy, to kind of move and... Okay. So is this something that he feels, or is it, like, so subtle, like, they like somebody wouldn't notice it? I think it's so subtle that if I'm, like, touching somebody, then they wouldn't notice it. Okay. They would just think it's part of my attire or nails or something. Okay. Yeah, so you are able to do that, and he looks, uh, I mean, he looks a little bit uncomfortable with you, like, being that close and kind of, you know, suddenly very chummy, but he also kind of, again, like, looks like he's trying to kind of play it off, trying to, like, be a good host or something like that. It doesn't take long for that to, to take effect. Instead, I'm going to be like, are you sure you don't know the way out of here, or how we get out of here, or this plane of existence? Well, that was uh, very many questions. Um, certainly, I know the way out of here. This is, as I said, my, my family's home. Uh, my concern was more of what your intentions are. Um, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but uh, even though my family has locked me up down here, I don't want any harm to befall them. They are still family, after all. Um, and so that was my concern in offering you aid. I don't want you to cause them any harm. Well, I can I can rest assure you uh, we don't have any quarrel or problems with any Carsaro or anything like that. I mean, you're the, the first one we've met, honestly. Uh... So then your story about coming through the party was not quite uh, truthful. I mean, we met them in passing, but we never shook hands. There's very, very many people. Lots of people. I feel like you're not being truthful with me, and it makes me hesitant to trust you. I can understand that. You know what? Well, let's lay it all out there. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I mean, I have no problem laying it out there for you. We're here for the blind god. Although, I'm not here. Uh, the yellow king doesn't want him around anymore, and I, that's why I'm here, I think. I, I don't know, but I think that's why I'm here. I don't know what he's talking about. If it makes any sense <laughs> to you, please let me know. We did come he in. He does not seem to know what to make of that. We we Indeed. we seem to have stumbled into here, and we are just trying to get our way out. We know that there's a way out through the keep here, and that's about pretty much what we're trying to do. So you're simply trying to leave the valley. Yes. All right. I will. I believe you in that. Um, that certainly you are not, not would not be alone in that desire. Um, and how is it that you think that I can help? I was, we were hoping you could tell us how to leave the valley, because we heard that your family knows how to. I believe my family uh, is very well versed in that. Um, I, however, uh, am not. We are under the impression that there is some sort of way to 
break this curse that befalls us, and then in turn kind of step out of the valley through some sort of means. I believe you are on the right track. Uh, unfortunately, I was given these accommodations uh, before the curse and the, the shadow were, were fully befallen on the valley. Uh, so I'm not sure about the particulars. I know that when I returned home last, uh, my, my family was up to some sort of dark deeds, uh, which is where our disagreement uh, stemmed from. They were attempting to summon some sort of creature in the western wing, and when I voiced my uh, displeasure with it, uh, I was shown to this room, and I have been here since. What is it, a big scary penguin? I'm not sure. Uh, the What I assume to be the uh, summoning circle was uh, of significant size. I think it was can a penguin. You, can you leave this room, or are you constrained to it? I can I can leave. Um, certainly, I'm hoping to. Now that you've opened my my door, and if there is a, as you say, there's a party up above, uh, I believe I I might be able to yes get out of the house. So what, you couldn't open the door. No, they didn't leave the key for me. It's <laughs> kind of the point of a prison. <laughs> well, that makes way much more sense. Now. <laughs> <laughs> if we um, let you leave, will you help the king in yellow? Don't know who that is. Um, Just know that I, and I like puff my chest out, represent him. That's that's very good, friend. That's very good. <laughs> well, we appreciate the help you're willing to offer. Um, we are also trying... We were trying to track down some clothing. Um, apparently this party is a little bit more fancier than our current styles, and we were under the impression there was more clothing upstairs. You're looking to borrow some of my family's clothing. Exactly, yes. We'll pay you. Fancy. <laughs> well, I, I appreciate that. I certainly won't say no. I will need some traveling money. He tells you uh, good points into a couple of rooms on the fourth floor that would have the that are the dressing rooms. So rather than you guys having to like open all the doors on the fourth floor, he basically kind of just know where the dressing rooms are now. What, what if I want to open all the doors on the fourth? Floor? You still can absolutely. Oh. Um, I'm going to ask him if he knows anything about his family's relationship with any thief guilds. I don't know if they have any current affiliations. If I may ask, why why do you ask? Um, we just heard rumors in town that there was some sort of weird dealings with these guilds, and had a run-in with a few of them a few times, and what needed to know if I needed to prepare myself. Well, um, I believe if they had any travelers or, or visitors, the guest wing, uh, the guest rooms uh, they would probably be using would be in the eastern wing on the third floor. If any of these uh, guild members that you're looking for are, in fact, uh, dealing with my family, they would very likely be there. Do you think any visitors uh, visitors of your family would also be staying there as well? 
Um, yes, that is uh, that that wing of the house is reserved for for guests. I want to ask guests. him how old he is. Um, well, uh, it seems as if uh, we are not so much aging anymore. So I I was I was in my early thirties when they put me down here, but I believe that was about four hundred years ago. <clears throat> I spit so, my drink out. <laughs> So I suppose I'm 430. At about that point, Hans, you hear a metallic scuttling coming down the hallway from that main chamber. There's a moment where you're not sure what it is, and then the metal shell of the clockwork chinchilla catches an errant reflection from the, one of the torches in the main room. It is scampering down the hallway back toward the group. And then just before you can feel relief, a figure is silhouetted in that dim, flickering torchlight from the main room. The thing is almost unnaturally round. It is waddling toward you on legs that are little more than stumpy feet coming off the bottom. From its side, a pair of clawed, uh, flipper-like appendages stick out, uh, very much like a penguin as it runs. On top of the thing, offset to the left and right of it, are two half-grapefruit-sized bulges that you know to be the thing's eyes. Uh -oh. One of those guard beasts is chasing the chinchilla, and the chinchilla is coming back to its master. The guard beast is, like, way bigger than me, or no? Not way bigger. Uh, the thing is about four feet tall, but it is about four feet wide as well. So mass-wise, it probably is larger than you. But if you were standing right next to it, you would tower over it. So I say, like, guys, we have company, and ready, I guess, just ready my sword. I look back at the door and I go, yeah, we have company standing right there. I'm going to ask our Corsaro friend if he has any way to control these things. Uh, if you've angered the guards, uh, I think the only thing to do is to put them down. If you have a spare sword, I'd love to help. I say we'll take care of this. <laughs> So it kind of sounds like you all have crowded back into the hallway or are in the, the doorway leading into Aliardo's cell. Aliardo is peering around the doorway. He looks Hans up and down and then with a little grin says, I'm Aliardo Cassaro. Pleasure to meet you. <laughs> Say, yes, sir. Thank you, sir. I'm like kind of like nervously looking back and forth like, <laughs> between you. And Hans Excellent. normally Perhaps. wouldn't be nervous. He wouldn't normally be nervous, but he's nervous because he wants to, like, kill this thing, but he doesn't want to make a lot of noise. He's not sure that he can do that. I will remind you all, we are in the dungeon, so there should be nobody here, so we need to be loud. We probably can. Eliardo says, very good. Let's catch up later. So this creature is going to barrel into your group if you don't stop it. What would you like to do? I want to stab it with the sword. Okay. Roll hack and slash. Thirteen. Oh, that's a good hit, yeah. Um, also, with that, with Superior Warrior, I will uh, avoid their attack and either impress, dismay, or frighten them, and I mm -hmm. want to frighten it. Okay, roll your damage. Eight points of damage. Okay. So tell me a little bit about how or why this thing is frightened of you. Like, what about your attack has frightened it? Yeah, probably, probably just, like, the force of the hit. As this thing is waddling at you, it gets close enough where you can start to see more of the features of it. And then it seems to split, like, horizontally across the center of it. From side to side, the thing just opens up, 
revealing a mouthful of three or four rows of jagged, shark-like teeth. You bring your sword slashing across the face of this thing, splitting it open again between the mouth and those grapefruit-sized eyes. Those bloodshot orbs bulge in fear, and the thing kind of gurgles like, oh! It spins and begins to waddle away back down the hallway. As it begins to retreat, you hear a noise coming from that main chamber. It is the ratcheting sound of heavy chain being spooled by a winch. Oh shit, we gotta go. Yeah. We gotta go. When ahead. he hears that noise, Eliardo says, Oh no, they've they've triggered the security. You'll have to stop it. Um, is it a gate? Yes. Uh, there, are contro- there are gate controls on the wall. Um, if they've tripped it, uh, it will lock down all eight hallways and that central control platform. That's the platform you need to get out of the dungeon. So you need to make sure that that does not get blocked off. Hans wants to run to where that does not get blocked off, like as fast as he can. Okay. What are the rest of you all doing? Following. Following. Okay. What you find in the central chamber now is one of the panels. The one almost directly across from where you are is lit up. There's gates that are slowly starting to come down to like close the doorways off for the eight tunnels. And then there's like a big cylinder that is descending from the ceiling that's going to eventually like, cover up that central pedestal, the one that has like the, the ship's wheel on it. Um, and so that's the one that Eliardo said you need to make sure doesn't get blocked off, otherwise you guys are just stuck here. Two other of those big ball creatures come waddling into the central chamber and they see you and they start moving towards you. So what do you guys want to do? I'd say I would tell them to take care of the creatures while I do whatever I need to disable it. What do I have? To- Don't worry, sister. I got you. I flip my cape back. God. And you see the the markings like come back on my body that you saw before. And I take my spear and I'm gonna go after the nearest one. Okay. What are you trying um, to do? It. I'm gonna try to make it look like I'm gonna go and like do a jump attack, but instead I'm gonna cast brimstone on it. Yeah. Um, I like burning souls. If you didn't know that. Oh, we know. Okay. That was a I, actually, it's a requirement to play a warlock is to burn souls. That's not true, but... <laughs> well, whatever you say. <laughs> Go ahead and roll to cast. Ten. It's a full success. Roll your damage. Seven damage on that one. Okay. So you jump into the air and draw back your spear like you're going to thrust at this thing. And then there's a burst of black, hellish fire from the tip of your spear, and it washes over the creature. Well, I'm trying to disable whatever I'm supposed to be disabling. Okay. Um, so roll defy danger. So I kind of like to run past the the other one, the one that's uh, Rackham is not attacking. Ten. Very nimbly, like dodge out of the way, and the thing turns and tries to take a bite at you, but you're just too fast and just whoop, out of the way. As he tries to take a bite of her, can I grab a torch off the wall and try to throw it in his mouth? You can try. Eight. Okay, so you either are going to do a little bit less damage, or moving up to, to throw the thing at it is going to put you in danger. I'll, I'll, I'll deal less damage with it. Okay, roll your damage minus 1d6. Six damage. The, the torch, like, smacks that thing in the side of the head, and it, like, starts... The, the fire, like, burns some, like, the little random, like, weird little stray hairs that are all over this thing. Fuck those hairs. And it turns toward... The central thing, like, was there a gate that was coming down, or it was just stopping the platform from being able to move? There's, like, a cylinder 
um, coming down, like an like a hollowed cylinder. So like it's going to come down and eventually cover that pedestal. Okay, I'm so just gonna see if there's something Hans could like try and hold open with this strength. You could try to stop that cylinder from coming down over top the control. I mean, that's what I would like to try. Okay. Then yeah, roll your Ben Bar's lift gates. It is a ten. Great. So if this fight goes on for a while, we're going to have to go back in and check to see how you're doing with that, but for the time being, you're able to get up underneath the column and hold it up without any problem. So, okay. So Hans is holding this the cylinder gate up. There is one of the bobble guys kind of just to would be like just to his left. Quinn is back towards the door, uh, probably about 10 feet or so away from this thing. Rackham just jumped and did some hellfire on the other one, which would be to Hans's right, and Calico has just gone to the the control panel on the other side of the room. Disable the control panel. Yep. Roll your uh, traps thing. Ten. That is good. So as you kind of start to to work around with this panel. This first track basically has allowed you like to pull part of the panel off the wall so you can get at the mechanism um, underneath it. So it will take you a couple steps to disarm this thing completely, but you are well on your way. Okay. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to cast terrorize on it. Basically, I'm going to try to make it flee or panic or beg for mercy or fight. Okay. So roll to cast. Holy shit! That's a uh, thirteen. Okay. What does this look like? So instead of like doing like um, the same thing like with the agonizing blast, I'm going to look at it like dead in the eyes, and I'm just gonna like uh, use like almost like a different language, and I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna look at it and go, "You will feel me," and like make a shadow, like my my shadow like come up over me, and like it's very dark and ominous. So I think as your shadow grows and like kind of spreads around you, and then falls over this thing. It's already big bloodshot eyes like roll around in its head. Let's see what it's going to do. It is going to turn and start trying to run away. Um, so one of the the bubble uh, creatures starts to run away. Um, another one, the, the the one that Hans hit originally, is still like that, that big gash on its face, ducks under one of the, the hallway doors and comes in to join its friends. So there are three in the room. One's kind of waddling away. One's just waddling in to the right of Calico. So there's one by Hans, there's now one by Calico, and there's one running away from Rackham. Um, I'm going to stop tinkering with the panel thing unless one of the people that I'm with says they can handle this guy. Um, and I'm just going to try to throw a dagger at it. Okay. Nine. So to get the shot, you either have to like to move and place yourself in danger, or you can take what you can get. Uh, it's a minus 1d6 to the damage, or you have to take several shots to, to hit him, and so you'll lose one of your daggers. I'll lose an ammo. I can buy more later. Okay. So you should be down to two? Yes. Okay. Roll your damage. Seven. Okay. Your dagger lands in what would be the thing's shoulder, and it does not look happy with you. And so Hans, why don't you give me another Ben Bar lift gates? That is a seven. 
Okay, well, that's still a partial success. There's that continual pressure of this thing coming down, like the mechanism, like pushing down, causes you to slip for just a moment. It's enough for the thing to come down several feet, and then you're able to kind of stop it at that point. So it looks like you could probably only slip that way twice more before it's going to block off the column. Okay. I would like to run up and hit the one that's coming near Han. Okay. What does that look like? Like, I kind of put my gun on, like, reverse, and then just, I'm coming up, and I'm kind of, like, underhand upwards, like, hitting it in the face. Okay. So, that's a hack and slash. Ten. That is a good hit. If you want to do an extra d6 of damage, you can expose yourself to the enemy's attack. Oh, man. And then just kind of, so for your damage, is going to be a d10 minus one d4. Why is that? Because that's what Pistol Whip says. When you are confronted in close quarters with an enter hack and slash, wielding your okay. firearm as a melee weapon. Because okay. basically guns are more dangerous yeah, yeah. when you shoot people with them than when you club them. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, yeah, you know what? I'll deal the extra damage. We're playing a make-believe game. Let's do it. <laughs> so that's so a D10 and a D6 minus one D4. Six. Okay, so you come running up on this thing, smashing the butt of the rifle like right into its mouth, and it, you just hear the like a crunching sound as like a bunch of its teeth are like broken, like some of them getting like knocked back into its mouth, and it kind of chokes on them a little bit, and some of the other pieces just kind of like sp- spill out on the floor, and then as that happens, like it whirls on you and like leaps and bites uh, at your arm, so. You will take nine damage, uh, minus whatever your armor is. God dang. I really regret all of it. <laughs> it just bites down on your arm, and like a couple of its, the, the teeth that are still intact, like digging. So this thing is like on your arm, kind of yeah. chewing on it. The one next to Calico is angry about having a knife in it, and is starting to advance on her. And the one that was running away from Rackham is almost to hallway number five. I want to go to the one towards my sister. So it is a it is across the room. So if you are trying to like get into melee with it, it will it will reach her before you can reach it. Could I cast a spell instead? Sure. Uh, I'm gonna use chaos blast. Seeing my sister get almost attacked is gonna put this blood like blood fury inside of my soul. I'm gonna uh, take a lot of this dark energy that you see around me, and uh, almost the the yellow that you see from my eyes, and I'm gonna channel it in my uh, spear. Can I channel it in the spear and then throw the spear to make it like look cool? Sure. Yeah. I'm gonna do that. Look cool. Okay. Roll to cast. Uh, Eleven. Throwing the spear is just part of your spell, so I'll just say like that's all. The the spear like stabs into the thing, and that kind of like triggers off the blast. And so this is a burst of dark energy surging from the ground underneath it. Calico, give me a, a Defy Danger dexterity. Oh, shit. Well. Okay, so because this is like a burst of dark energy around this thing, it is going to send you just a little bit, but you dodge the the vast majority of the damage. So, Rackham, go ahead and roll the damage for that. 11 damage. Okay, so Calico, you're going to take three. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. It wasn't me this time. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, I just realized that it says it targets the enemy and everybody nearby. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so you didn't know that. Okay. Well, children, this is a good reminder that you should probably read your spells and abilities all the way through. What's a read? I've never heard of this. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, Rackham, be careful what you're doing. 
I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I leave uh, the first horror when I say I don't think he's better. <laughs> uh, he says, well, better is a relative term. Uh, true. Uh, maybe you can help me with my arm here? Ow. Do you have like, any, like, like a dagger or anything on your belt? Like any other kind of weapons? An easy no. grabbing range? I have my small pistol. Okay. He's going to go to like grab the pistol out of your holster. Okay. And if you're going to let him... Then he's gonna like pull it out and like like wield it like a hammer and like smash towards that thing's face. Go for it, man. Okay. Actually, I'm gonna have you roll for his attack. Well, I rolled a six and a five, so he's better than oh, me. Oh, that's a good hit. And then roll a d10 for damage. Six. So he takes your pistol up like a hammer and just like smashes it right into this thing's eye. It lets out like another one of those like pain gurgles. It does let go of your arm. It's looking pretty rough. Can I use that momentum to then maybe swing back around with just my like one handed and just whack it up at, like at the top, like on top of its head? Sure. Roll hack and slash. Ten. Uh, that's a good hit. Do you want to take the extra damage for taking damage again? No. Oh. <laughs> Eight damage. Tell me what that hit looks like. I kind of, like, shake my arm a little bit and hold it to my side, and I just kind of, like, frustratingly, like, grunt and just, like, swing around and just... right at the top of the head. You hit right above where this thing's, like, mangled eye is now, and you just hear the, the skull crack where the, the stock of the rifle hits, and it stops gurgling and just kind of collapses, but because it's very round, like, it doesn't really fall over. It's more like kind of like a weeble wobble at that point, like, and not falling over. I- but it's clearly not going to be doing anything else either. And I say, I don't even have to shoot bullets to still crack some heads. Boom. <laughs> Hans, can you give me another Ben Bar's lift gates? Eight. So it slides a little bit more before you can steady it again. So this column is not too far from sealing off this main pedestal. However, you notice that by comparison, all eight doors leading out of the chamber have been sealed off. So this thing certainly would have been as well if you hadn't been stopping it. Um, is the one with me dead? No, but it's been distracted from you now. Go get to working on the thing, go. Yeah, I'll, I'll work on the panel instead. Okay. Eleven. That is a good one. It looks like you, you've almost got it. Um, just one more little tweak and you should be able to stop all of them. While you are doing that, the bobble demon that just got blasted by Rackham is going to turn and start waddling at him. I'm going to charge it. Okay. And I want to do a thing. It's That'd probably not a very good idea, but I'm going to do it anyways. I want to, like, I want to grapple it. Okay. And, like, grab it by the face and cast brimstone through my hands right on its face. Okay. Well, if you're going to try to grab its face, you are going to need to do a hack and slash. Ten. Yeah, so you move in and dodge one of its bites and, like, grab on to its face. It's really mushy, slimy, weird face. <laughs> There's definitely a part of you that immediately re- regrets grabbing this thing's face. All right, so now that I, now that I re- am regretting this, I'm going to cast Brimstone right on its face. Roll to cast. I, uh, I rolled a 14. Roll your damage. I rolled an 8. As the, the brimstone like flames seep out of your hands right into this thing's face, you can feel the flesh crisping underneath your hands. Which again, this thing is pretty gross to begin with. Now that it's like burning, charring gross, it hasn't gotten any better for you. Does it make me hungry? No, quite the opposite. Okay, so it what's the opposite of hungry? I would I would say if you imagine like a burning 
used diaper. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> I just had to ask. You asked, yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I asked. All right. I guess I'm done. Can I get back to fixing the thing? Yeah. <laughs> That's a 12. Okay. With that final thing, you are able to maneuver the mechanism around, and it pulls out like one of those, like one of those gems pops out, and that was clearly like uh, almost like a powering mechanism within this. And when it does, that cylinder that's above the pedestal just stops, and uh, the light in that panel goes off. Phew. While that is happening, the bobble creature that just had its face burned is going to try to bite Rackham. So roll defy danger. Uh, well, because I'm still touching it, I guess, I'd probably try to, like, because it now smells gross to be like, uh, like, trying to push myself off of it. I did roll, if um... If you're pushing it, that's plus... That'd be plus strength. Oh, seven. On a seven, you stumble, hesitate, or flinch. I'm just gonna say it gets... It's a little bit of a bite on you, but less. Just a nibble? Yeah, it's just gonna nibble you. So that'll be two damage. No, you, were able to, you were able to dodge the, the, the worst of it, but like one of its gnarly teeth slices your arm a little bit. Oh, oh God. <laughs> really bad. So while that's attacking him, can I do a backstab with Dirty Fighter? Yeah. Ten. Okay, choose two of those options. I'm going to deal my damage and reduce their armor by one. Okay, roll your damage. Fifteen. That is a really good hit. Tell me what that attack looks like. What are you... Um, I would assume it would, like, I finished, like, fixing whatever, and then I see my brother, like, still struggling with the thing, and I'm like, <sighs> so I grab my knife, and I, like, half walk around over there and, like, stab it into in the eye or, like, right on top of the head. Okay. Yeah, I like that, like, just you just kind of coming down almost like hammer hand, like, with, a da- like, the your dagger right in the top of its head. And the thing's eyes kind of spin a little bit, and like then like look kind of upward and like almost cross-eyed at the dagger, and then it flops down. And again, like it doesn't quite fall over because it's just a ball, but it is it is dead. Woo! Nice. I'll go over to Carsario and be like, here, let me let me see that for a second. Let me see it. I'll load the chamber, and I'll be like, here if you need it. Uh, a strange tool you have there, friend. I mean, you used it pretty well, though. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. Felt good to be doing something rather than just sitting in that room. Glad to see it's working out well for us. <laughs> <laughs> More or less, I suppose. Are they all dead? Yes. That one that fled, you don't see it anymore, but the other two are okay. dead. So uh, Eliardo like goes up to like that that central wheel and plays around with it for a little bit. Like he spins it and like pushes it down, and then like spins it back another way and like pushes it down. It seems like some almost like a combination lock sort of thing. And then all the doors begin to rise back up, and that little cylinder above it starts to go back up. And he spins it a couple more times. He says, "Well, that that should open the door for you." Points to what was hallway six. You just head up that way there. There should be the doorway to the stairs. Uh, should be open now. The stairs will lead you up to the second floor. You should be on your way from there, I believe. Will you not come with us? Like, I... my hand out. <laughs> <laughs> I will come with you as far as back into the house proper, but then I, uh, I f- at that point, I, I believe it'd be best if we part ways. Mm-hmm. That's fine. And I go to high-five him. He doesn't, he doesn't know what to do with that. I turn to, I turn to Calico. Show him. No. <laughs> 
is not my night tonight. Um, <laughs> so Aliardo walks over to, to Hans as you guys are dusting yourself off, re-recuperating, and says, that was, that was quite impressive, friend. You are, I imagine, quite uh, the terror uh, with us with your sword. I know, I am. Have you not heard of me? I'm Hans Gregor, and I like go to shake his hand. He shakes it. He's like, I'm sure that if I had not been locked away as long as I have, I would have. I would think so. Gregor, you said. Yes. Do you, by chance, have any kin in the West? Absolutely. Is, well, interesting. Very good. On the the Dragonstrife coast. Yeah, the Gregor seed has been spread all throughout the land. That's gross. <laughs> well, uh, he kind of like looks you up and down, and he's like, "Well, uh, you are quite the specimen. I can imagine that." In in my time, the the Gregor line was mostly on the coast there, so I guess. It, Congratulations on your your family's success. Thank you, thank you. Just out of curiosity, are are you from there? The coast. Yeah. Did I write any of that? I don't think you. I don't think we'd ever establish where he was from. Uh, I kind of uh, thought not, but it's certainly if you want him to be. No, he's totally just. Okay. If that sounded like it was going to impress this guy, and if he thought that family was impressive that he's talking about, mm-hmm. which who knows, there could, there could be relation. He's going to just agree with it. So okay, because he got the, he didn't get the sense that he was going to say they were terrible people. So <laughs> he probably also is not in a position to throw stones, you know, as it were, yeah. um, given his family history. But okay, so what would you guys like to do? Well, we need to get some clothes. Yeah. So you make your way down the hallway. Eliardo kind of referred you to. There's a doorway at the end of it. You've passed by like cells that look pretty empty. Look like they haven't been used for quite a while. And then it looks like there was a gate that was down at the end of the hallway that is now recessed up into the ceiling. Um, so that's probably what Eliardo opened up for you. This opens up onto a set of stairs. So it only goes about, seems like only like about a story. And then that opens up into another large chamber. And there are three hallways branching off of this room. Aliado just kind of starts walking towards the, the central one. Can I, can I ask him along the way, like, if he has any idea, any information on, like, what his family was doing on, and how to possibly break this curse? Uh, well, they were they were getting involved in some fairly serious blood magic. Um, some of the rituals which they clued me in on were were quite grotesque. Um, and from what I understand, the what little I've heard of uh, kind of more just sounds in the distance. Uh, it seems like some of the other prisoners that they've kept they've been using for similar uh, sacrificial or harvesting type rituals. I don't know much about that type of magic, uh, other than I don't know of any good versions of blood magic or sacrificial rituals. Yeah, that's about as bad as you can get. I suspect that uh, the magic that it would take to essentially curse an entire valley would be significant. Uh, probably not something they could do on their own. Um, so I, I would imagine maybe one of the things that they've summoned uh, is either maintaining it or, or aiding them in doing so. Right. Whatever. So the thing they probably summoned in the West Wing. Whatever they summoned uh, certainly led them down a very dark path. Uh, I think at that point it was kind of a uh, no return for them. So it certainly would not surprise me. Is there like a typical type of person that they pick to do their experiments on? I don't believe so, but they've certainly had enough time to try just about every type of blood magic there is. You know a, uh, a century is 100 years. It, sh- it sure is, friend. Good, good job. 
hey, would you like to take uh, this uh, warlock friend with you on your journey? On. That is so gracious of you. I... I have no use for him, and maybe he can be of use to you. <laughs> you you do me too much honor, friend. I couldn't. Uh, I, I could not accept such a gift. Uh, You'd be doing you uh, work me. for the the Gold King or Yellow Yellow Snow King. <clears throat> King and Yellow. <laughs> Don't talk about him. You're not allowed to talk about him. King, 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 King. Don't. Don't 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 do that. Is he still the under the truth spell thing? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So anyone has anybody asked if he's gonna rat us out? No. Like somebody he, should ask him. Like, I I don't think he will because he was imprisoned here uh, by his family. Uh, that doesn't mean shit. This could be what gets him back in. Yeah. We did ask uh, him if he was a vampire, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I would ask him if he's planning on telling anybody and. Who his visitors have been, the few that he had. I do not plan on telling anyone about you. Once once we get back into the house, my only objective will be to find my sister, uh, Malena. Uh, I'm hoping that I can convince her to leave with me, um, that we can leave all this behind. Um, she was my th- mostly my only visitor during the many years I was down there. We were very close before all of this happened, and uh, while the rest of my family had very little use for me, Malena has always remained somewhat of a, a soft disposition towards me. Sisters are good things. I have one. Her name's Calico, and I point at her. Yes, yes you do, sir. Yes you do. I treasure every moment with her, because I haven't seen her in a long time. I am better now, though, so it's okay. That's good. Yes, you are. Yes. If we uh, run into Melania, is <laughs> Oh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> is there something you want us to tell her, a message you'd like us to relay? Place where she can meet you, maybe. Um, yes. Uh, tell, her, tell her to to look for me where we used to look at the stars. Do you know a way out if you're trying to escape right now? I, I don't. Honestly, that's. I'm hoping that my sister knows a way and could help me. Okay. Well, hopefully, our paths will cross again. I would enjoy that. Uh, you seem like you seem like decent folk. All right. So now on to find clothes. As you've been walking, you've you've come into another set of stairs, bringing you into another large room. This one is it's probably about 50 feet wide, maybe like 200 feet or so long. You can see there's another doorway on the far end of the room. There's some more stairs leading up. However, along both sides of the wall, there's a like a metal trough that runs kind of about waist height. And hanging above it are mostly naked people. There's probably about 30, all told. Their hands and ankles are like bound to wooden frames, kind of keeping them spread eagle. And they are kind of angled, so like their head is down toward the trough with like their feet up in the air, but they're kind of on an angle. Their feet are connected to the wall, and there's some chains like hanging from the ceiling, holding up their arms. They all have like a collar around their neck, and you can't help but notice that they all seem to have very black, straight hair, even though it's very dirty and very messy. It reminds you a lot of the the hair that you saw that on, on a number of the Harmony. Rackham does a thing where he's like, oh, I need a minute. <sighs> oh, I think I'm okay. Hey, Rackham, check this out. And I push on my arm like a giant gash 
part. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's disgusting. Um, I'm not going to Looks like Calico, and he's like, are you serious right now? <laughs> we have to deal with this. This is insane. You can't send them back anywhere. We're stuck with them now. I don't think that's true. There are plenty <laughs> of <laughs> As Hans says that, you hear like a click-click noise. Like about every third person that is hanging suddenly starts gushing blood from their neck. And it is falling into the trough and being diverted down some pipe somewhere into the walls. Where is this trough at? The troughs are along the wall. Yeah, Rackham's going to start throwing up. Can I push him into the trough? No. The trough? I'm going to push him into the trough. Hey, 14. Oh, yeah. So he's he's doubling over, kind of dry heaving and or starting to throw up. And you just kind of just give him like a little one hand, like, boop. And he topple over into the trough. Oh, God. Uh, oh. So there's like right underneath one of these things that's now gushing blood out of its neck at you. Oh, uh, God. As you are kind of squirming underneath that, like freaking out, the thing opens its eyes and kind of like <laughs> growls at you. And you can see like the vampire fang as it just... But then it slowly, like, as it's losing blood, kind of, like, loses some of the, the ferocity and kind of starts to, like, almost seems like it's, like, starting to, like, fall asleep while it's still bleeding on you. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of there. Okay. I'm gonna go right towards Hans and, like, try to, I don't know, get blood all over him. I'm gonna um, stick my hand out and put it right on his forehead so he can't get any closer to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's fine. It's not fine. Eliardo kind of like leans over to you, Quinn, and's like, "Are they always like this?" Unfortunately, <laughs> unbreaking. Fortunately, yes. Interesting. Can I get a towel, please? <laughs> <laughs> I'll lean over to him and I'll say, "You know, I just kind of found the these people." here already. We're just trying to work together to get out of here. I don't know them. Yeah, you guys don't have any towels, so... No. <laughs> probably the closest thing, like, you probably all have, like, traveling cloaks, but Rackham, yours is covered in blood now. Yeah, mine's... Yeah, never mind, I was gonna say. Well, the good news is, we're going to ditch these clothes soon anyway, so can you go invisible until we... They're not walking around as a bloody tiefling? And she means literally a bloody tiefling, not like a British curse. <laughs> Why can't it be both? I mean, you're right. You're right. <laughs> you know what? I'm just gonna keep walking. Leaving a trail of blood behind you. Yep. This is Han's fault. He's gotta clean it up. Uh, y'all are gonna get a skill. Him, stop. <laughs> okay, I'll stop. Clean yourself off. I, I would, Listen what? to your sister. Listen to your sister. All right, fine. I was going to just go invisible, but I guess that won't help, will it? Once the blood dries. Yeah, I think that, like, I mean, unless you guys want to wait for it to dry completely, if you go invisible, probably would only be leaving, like, let's say, like, leaving, like, light, bloody footprints. So, like, not enough to, like, point directly to you, but it's not going to help you guys hide. I'll just do that. (laughs) (laughs) I got nothing else to clean myself off with. Eliardo says, well, uh, I'm not going to be needing the my bed sheets or, or blankets anymore. If you'd like to use one of them to clean yourself off, you'd oh, have, please. To, have to go back and get it. Thank but I just, I don't care. I'm just going to walk back there and do it. This is just disgusting. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. 
So to my mouth, ra- <laughs> in my hair. So Rack heads back to go get some of the the bed clothes from Eliardo's cell. What are the rest of you doing? Uh, I guess waiting for him to get back and then scouting ahead a little bit. Possibly. Okay. The stairway out of this room leads up to a, a door, and when you open it up, it opens up into a very well-lit room. It looks kind of like a, almost like a den-type room. There's a number of very large, like, overstuffed kind of chairs. There is a fire in the, the fireplace just, just to the left, probably about 20 feet or so away. There are, you know, some very large, like, rich wood-looking tables, and it appears that you have, like, this doorway is actually like a bookcase kind of doorway, so when it's closed... It just looks like a bookcase. You hear the muffled sound of music from somewhere deeper in the house. For those invited to Carsaro Keep, the party has already begun. For you, it is just beginning. Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors. And thank you to Kevin McLeod for the great music. Your support, the fact that you're listening to this now, and all the great messages and questions you've had for us are treasured moments that we will keep close for a long time. If you're excited for what's ahead, have been enjoying our adventures so far, or just feel like chatting, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at Wild Endeavors on Twitter and Instagram. Reviews and ratings on your favorite podcast platform are the best way to bring new ears to our endeavors. But more than anything, I hope you share these adventures with a friend. A good story becomes even better when it's shared with someone you care about. So come back next week so we can share another story with you. I'm sorry. Why do you hate my character? (laughs) What's wrong with my character? You've made him as awkward as hell. (laughs) Yeah, it's awkward and kind of annoying, but not your fault. I have to tolerate it. Oh, I don't want to be annoying. I think you're doing great with the character. You're you're playing it really well. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just, I know, like Hans would just fucking hate you. (laughs) He doesn't have time for this shit. And, like, he keeps trying to, like, punish you, but it's not working. (laughs) You you guys don't understand. He's, like, halfway here, halfway not here. Oh, no, we know. No, we understand that. (laughs) Like, uh, not to spoil anything, he understands what's going on, but, like, He's not an idiot by any means. Like, his no, intelligence... no, but I, I, I actually really kind of like that interplay because it's a good, um, it's a good reminder that like Hans is over all this shit. Like, he just wants to get out of here, and you're just like one more thing that could be an obstacle. And <laughs> no, I think it's, I think it's great, like interparty uh, play yeah. you guys got going on. So he, he hasn't socialized with people in like years so mm-hmm. it's like his his socializing skills are like really bad but it's funny because he has a really high charisma 
You just um, have a very forceful personality. <laughs> well, I was thinking though, like you know how like when we went into you know uh, Heaven's End, mm-hmm. right? Like that was like his thing. Like I figured, like his his whole thing with like the class why they keep him is because he can command an audience and he could just play it up. But when that's over, he goes right back to being that introvert, whatever mm-hmm. you would want to call it. So, yeah, yeah, I think that yeah, like your your ability to like hold their attention and maybe like kind of confuse them, you know, enough to like, you know, it's kind of like a oh look over there and then somebody sneaks by the other way sort of thing. Like that's that's exactly what I was trying to do. Yeah, yeah, like you're very good at being like look over here. Yeah, look at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. You're the shiny exactly. thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the shiny thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 